Hey, chaps. Praise God. What a great week. Freaking hot. And yet here I am with a hot cup of coffee. I don't know. Maybe the Arabs were right. Should you ever make it out to the desert of the Middle East? Sorry, army boys. That's bringing up some memories, isn't it? For some reason, they drink hot tea in the heat of the day. And it creates sweat pores, which probably then cools you down. Don't argue with tea-drinking Arabs. Strongo, welcome, brother. <clears throat> all righty. Hope you chaps have all had a great morning. And uh, are looking forward to a good weekend. Um, man, it is freaking hot out here. I've, I was chatting with uh, one of the guys on the comments uh, yesterday, I think. But uh, about the grand solar minimum and how, uh, you know, not a lot of people know this. Uh, but there's recorded uh, every, I think it's every 400 years. Uh, I think it's like every 80 years, there's just a solar solar minimum, just a small little, you know, a couple of years where the sunspots retract and there's a, a solar minimum. But I think every 400 years, something like that, uh, there's a, a 10, a decade long grand solar minimum. And so a lot of guys who've been charting this sort of thing are saying like, we're in that now. And what that means is that it's not a, it's not necessarily a, uh, a flipping of the seasons or anything like that. It's a, it's a loosening of the, uh, of the winds. I think, uh, what do you call them? The, um, the jet streams, you know, the, the, the control of the weather patterns are, are just a bit off, you know, so you'll get a, a, a even hotter summer and even colder winter, a shorter edge seasons and things like that. So it's just really interesting for the next, you know, 10 years. Um, and obviously all the, the big foundations have been trying to run on, Oh, global warming, global warming. And it's like, Oh wait, we're going into a <laughs> grand solar minimum climate change, you know, as they all buy their seaside properties and whatnot. Uh, Evan Juno, welcome brother. Just say good morning to the Americans. No. So the Americans are right now about four o'clock where I am. Maybe uh, a little bit earlier on the West Coast. Uh, it's a fascinating thing being in a multi-time-zoned uh, country. South Africa is two time zones, but they operate as one. That's why those Capetonians get sweet sunlight. It's uh, been an amazing thing, you know, growing up in Natal. In the summer, it's dark at 7 o'clock. Uh, here, you know, it's the summer goes to like nine 9.30 at night. You've still got light outside. It's amazing stuff. Alrighty, chaps. So today, I really wanted to hit on uh, this thing of of just king energy, of really getting uh, getting identity sorted out, getting uh, a right understanding of a few things. You know, what is the role of a king? And you know, you look at the Bible. The role of the king is primarily the bearing of the sword. You know, to be a rough man, to be a man of violence uh, for the Lord. You know, so many so many people who are brought up in a liberal and Christian frame uh, are taught that kindness, niceness is our highest virtue. Be kind. And because of that, we lose the ability to set boundaries, the ability to enforce boundaries, to have reciprocity, which is a huge uh, element of king energy. You know, so not all of us are kings. You know, if you look at the four masculine archetypes, we're not all, you know, the king archetype, but we can have king energy. And we're not all in the government domain actually bearing a sword or, or doing governmental work, 
but we can all have king energy. You know, we have to have that in our own life, in our own property, in our own family, in our own tribal uh, act, uh, acting out lifestyle, in our own little institutions that we're part of with our little talent that we have. We have to go about it as a king that Jesus Christ is king of. And so one of the roles of the king is to bear the sword, which means to set and enforce boundaries. You know, so this is my territory. Heavy is the head that wears the crown because it's conflict, right? Some clown comes along and it's like, I'm going to put on a show for your children. And it's like, no, I'm going to set a boundary and expel the clown, crush the clown, whatever. The problem comes in with our liberal Christian upbringing is that, oh, well, I've got to be kind to the clown, you know, so I don't really like the clown coming uh, over to my house. So I'm just going to politely ask him like, uh, uh, you know, nice to see you clown, but please, you know, and it's like this niceness, this kindness just lets clowns straight into our houses, clowns straight into our churches, clowns straight into our institutions, you know, and they, they play on this lack of in-group preference, lack of boundaries, lack of, of, of rough, violent men who are willing to be like, no, 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 we'll sort this out back. Let's go. Even you know, winning hearts and minds is the only way. Yeah, we're in a, mimet a mimetic war, you know. So I really wanted to hit on this uh, today for us, this thing of, of three elements, energy, crushing, and ruling. You know, so king energy, crushing the clowns, and ruling the normies. You know, it's such a, a great rubric for us, a, a great a mimetic template for us to hold on to in our everyday lives. Now, the thing about energy, you know, we are, as men, our testosterone is a natural energy driver. Our, our, our vision, our mission, our ambition, um, even to a certain extent, our hunger and our, our lust, if you want to call it that, are all drivers of energy, you know, and high energy men are attractive, not only to women, but to men right? No one likes being around dudes who are low energy, who are victim, uh, who are uh, impotent or weak. We want to be around the guys who are high energy, who are, are high strength, who are potent. You know, it's like, yeah, I like being around these guys. And who you, who you are around, you become, right? Energy increases energy. And there's, you know, there's a great rugby coach who I studied a lot, a lot of, but he, uh, an English guy um, who won the World Cup with England back in 2003. One of the first things he did with his squad was he, he actually had an SAS uh, British Army uh, trainer come in and watch the squad for a week. And at the end of the week, the, the, the army officer told him, he said to him, listen up, you've got a bunch of guys over here who are energy sappers. What I mean by that is that they bring everybody's energy down. They're victims. They're complainers. They are... Uh, they're, they're infighters, they're, they're backbiters. Uh, you, would, you, you should call that, call that group from, from the squad if you want the squad to, to lift its energy and, and be more effective. And it's like they, they, turned, they were some of the best players. They were some of the greatest players who have ever played the game. And it's like this guy was like serious about this. And he's like, yeah, I can see how they would take down the rest of, of the tribe. They're out. And they're, they majored on this thing of, of high energy, you know. And so energy in the squad became a huge thing of pick your brother up when he's down. Pick your brother up when he makes a mistake. We don't, we don't bite on each other. We don't, we don't uh, you know, have to big dick each other down because we're trying to, oh, I'm the big guy here. Or I'm the victim. I'm, I'm, I hate you. And we've got you know, anxiety and all this crap. It's like, no, no, kick the gammas out. Kick the soy boys out. 
kick the victims up in, in a in a, in an essence rebuke them and, and give them an opportunity to change so look look yeah no victimhood in this space that's the role of a king no victimhood in this space you know david's out in the desert being pursued by the fbi the irs everything like that and 400 outcasts victims essentially circumstantially 400 victims come and and live with him and say you're my captain now and i'm sure the first thing he said is like no more victim crap no more complaining no more fear porn no more watching cnn no more retweeting ben shapiro uh all of that crap is is a punishable offense we're gonna punish victimhood in this camp and we're gonna reward high energy king energy you know that's the that's the the sort of thing of of a king you you understand your own authority you know david didn't have to kill saul because he's like i understand my authority if god wants me to be king of that hierarchy he will kill him not me i'm not going to do it by my own hands and in so many tribes in so many churches in so many businesses or organizations or institutions we try and murder the other guy because we're insecure of him or because we you know, he's higher energy than me. He's higher status than me. He's the giga chad and I'm not. And the only way for me, you know, I've got to murder him and murder him socially, murder him economically, murder him politically, whatever it is. And so for us, being a king is like, no, no, no I'm secure. You know, I know what my gift is and my gift, if as long as I keep giving it, even to the guy who's better than me, if I serve the guy who's better than me, God is going to bring me in to my spacious place amongst great men attempting great things. So chaps, we have to have this energy uh, understanding is that number one, we don't have to compete, you know, so you go, man, I've, I've been involved in a few either teams or churches or uh, just groups, clubs, organizations where there are absolute Kings who couldn't care less for impressing anyone else. They, they do their job. They, they are competent or strong or brave and everyone likes them. And then there's some dudes who are super, in, uh, are super insecure and they're like, I've got to prove myself. I've got to prove myself. It's like, dude, relax, relax. And they're the ones who end up backbiting on the on the giga chats. They end up, you know, tittletailing or throwing guys under the bus or, uh, you know, even just sabotaging stuff because they're insecure. And it's like, dude, you're not a bad player or you're not like, we want you here. Relax. Stop being a gamma. Stop being a victim. We like you, but we don't want to keep on telling you that, oh, you're a good boy. You know, it's like, no, no, no. be confident. I'm here to give my gift. You know, so many of us, we step into a room, an organization, a church, a team, whatever. And we're like, oh, I'm a bit insecure. Like, I don't know if I'm good enough or whatever. And it's like, I don't care. Like, what is my, I can't change my talents. You know, if I'm a one talent guy and I step into, into a team and it's like, hey, either I'm, either you guys are going to like my gift and that's awesome. And if not, like, I can't change that. And so it's like, just be who you are, guys. Like, be high energy at your one gift or your 10 gifts, whatever, and just crash. And if guys like you, awesome. And if guys don't like you, now you've got options. Like either I improve my strength and I, I, I look at Giga Chad and I'm like, Giga Chad, I admire you. I respect you. Will you help me to become better? Man, and oftentimes you'll become better. Or like, okay, this isn't my hierarchy. So I'm, I, I bless you chaps and I'm out. And I'm going to go find a bunch of dudes who, who do want to use my gift or who do uh, you know respect my contribution. It's not a thing of victimhood. It's not a thing of trying to, uh, you know, get mine, look out for myself. It's like, no, 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 chaps. Like God will look after you. God will direct your steps. You just keep giving your gift. Keep giving your gift. Keep giving your gift.
So the other thing with energy is having a vision. We've got to have, first of all, a vision of us being God's guy. You know, that's it, chaps. God loves us. He wants to bless us. One of the biggest issues we have is we keep cursing ourselves. We keep saying like, oh, God couldn't love me. God couldn't bless me. You know, you don't know what I did yesterday. You don't know what I did. You don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Like, no, no, God loves you. And it's his goodness. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. He's not worried. You know, he's not, oh, shucks. I wonder what Scott's going to do. You know, it's it's this whole. People don't major enough on David's life, on Abraham's life. You know, they, they major on all their nice Psalms, you know, all their nice Proverbs and stuff. And it's like, dude, half of those Psalms are written in the midst of just utter crap. You know, life crap, desert crap, prison crap, you know. And it's like, chaps, we take ourselves far too seriously. And then the second thing with energy is confidence, you know, being confident in our gift. And and here's one of the things that really set me free. It's like, man, we compare ourselves so much. And it's like, well, I'm not, I'm, you know, why, why should I start a YouTube channel? There's 4,200,000 other YouTube YouTubers, what special thing do I have? And it's like, no, no, no. Like, I know this is what I'm meant to do. So just give my little one gift and it'll bless who it blesses. And it's like, okay, do it confidently. You know, go do it confidently. It's the same for you guys in whatever domain you're in, you know, ministry, media, economy, government, whatever institution you happen to be in right now, whatever hierarchy you're in right now, give your gift confidently. And if people don't like it, if they don't like it, it's like, well, that's not up to me. It's up to me to keep giving my gift. It's up to me to keep giving my gift. And even sometimes when it's like, crap, you know, it's seeds, right? You're, you're sowing seeds. Your gift is sowing seeds. And it's like sometimes hundredfold return. Like some guys will go, oh, bro, it's amazing. You're amazing. And it's like, okay, go that direction, you know? And the other guys are like, yeah, I couldn't care less. And it's like, all right, kick the dust off your feet and, and carry on giving, carry on giving. So just have confidence that this is who God made you to be. This is the gift that God made you to give. So we develop strength, we develop mastery, and we, we be a bit brave, you know, and we step out in faith. And then the other thing there, chaps, is even in prison, even in the desert, you know, so many of us, we drop our energy when something goes bad. We drop our energy when some obstacle or adverse challenge comes up. And, you know, that's when we've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. You know, you, you get to this place where it's like, God, I just feel like I'm in the desert. Nothing's working. Nothing's trying. It's like, if you want to be a king, it's where you keep your energy, chaps. Like, that's the biggest thing. You know, you, you look at the, the analogy of like the wartime analogy. You know, if you arrive on, on the front and there's a bunch of, of, you know, other soldiers, you're the new guy. And like guys are just like, oh, we suck. We've been losing. Everything's sad. Like I'm crying. Uh, you know, all that stuff. You're like, oh, crap. I don't want to be here. But if, if you arrive and dudes in the foxhole singing and laughing and being like, hey, whatever happens, happens, chaps. You know, let's have a good one. And his energy is high. You're like, okay, his energy is high. Great. You know, even though things are crap, you all want to be around the high energy guy. And so that's our, one of our roles in our family, in our institutions, in our domain, whatever, wherever you are, just be a guy of high energy. And if you can't be high energy all the time, that's fine. You know, sometimes we fold. Sometimes we crumble. Sometimes we outrage. At least don't speak defeat. Don't speak low energy. Don't speak complaint, victimhood. Just shut it up. Go have some alone time. Encourage yourself in the Lord and then come back high energy. <clears throat> all right. Next thing here is, is crushing the clowns and not the normies. We don't crush the normies. We crush the clowns. So normies, 80% of the world, right? 80% of the world are just naked and afraid, just 
Somebody tell me what to do and I'll do it. Just somebody give me direction. Just somebody, you know, and, and just go with the flow. Mob politics are real. You know, everyone thinks, oh, democracy, this amazing thing. And it's like, no, no, no. Even me, I am so influenced. You know, you read one guy's tweets or you read one guy's book or you watch one guy's video and you're like, yeah, like you're influenced in the thinking and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some other guy's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's mob energy. That's mob. You know, some guy said a vision that you were like, yeah, I can see that either through his high energy or through his power, strength, courage, whatever. Like, yeah, I can see that. And now we're influenced. That's the mob, right? And we're all sometimes in that space. And so the biggest thing for us is understanding that that's the normies all the time. The normies follow their institution, blind loyalty to their institution. That's why you can't reason with them. That's why you can't debate with them. The time for debate is over. The time for crushing clowns has begun. And the clowns understand this. They crush kings. You know, if Saul sees a David, he crushes a David. He chases him until he kills him. His own son goes out and crushes him to be a king. He tries to kill his own son. Clowns understand you have no mercy towards someone who's trying to challenge your institutional authority because whoever's in the institution rules the normies. You know, and that's the libertarian psyop is like, well, we don't want to crush the clowns. You can be a clown, just be a clown over there. And you can be a normie, just be a normie over there. And it's like, no, 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 buddy. This is God designed. There's a vacuum. Like if you don't pick up the institution, if you don't put on the crown, the clown will pick up the institution. The, cr the clown will pick up the crown and he'll rule the normies against you. Clowns, they operate by friend enemy. They have no kindness, no mercy, no principles. Their only principle is power over the institution. And so we must crush them. You don't, you don't beat a clown and then he's like, okay, I surrender. And you're like, oh, okay, you surrender. Good. Okay. Now, yay. The movie's over. It's like, no, 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 no. He's only surrendering until he can come back again and stab you in the back. You don't, you don't let up on clowns. No mercy on clowns. But with normies, you have a lot of compassion. You have a lot of patience. You have a lot of patriarchal fatherly love. You know, when they outrage and when they fold, you know, Moses in the desert was so angry at the Israelites every time they folded and grumbled and complained. It wasn't their fault. They were just being normies. It was Moses' fault. He wasn't leading. He wasn't leading with hope and bravery and vision and high energy. And so he tried to hit the normies. And he was angry at the normies. And I was like, no, 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 buddy. It's you. You are, the, you are the one who leads the culture of the normies. You are the one who punishes and reprises normies who leave the culture. And you're the one who rewards and, and, and uplifts normies who, who are examples of the culture. That's what Romans 13 says about bearing the sword. Punish the wicked, the evildoer, and reward the man of good character. You know? So with crushing the clowns, one of the biggest things here is reciprocity, boundary setting, right? We don't allow clowns to walk over us. We don't allow clowns to, you know, just have their way with us. It's a no. We've got to learn to say no. And that comes in your hierarchies, in your families, even, you know, the clown in all of us, you know, so it's not, again, it's, it's, it's Jesus saying to Peter, get behind me, clown. You know, all of us have the propensity to, to act like a clown. And so, you know, the, the biggest thing is like upset woman, upset journalists, upset boss, upset pastor, upset 
whoever's upset, they try and control you with, with emotions and being upset. And the first role of the king is like, no, nah, I won't be controlled by your emotions. I won't be controlled by fear of your reprisals, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the paper walls of political correctness. And so one of the first reciprocities is, is being able to say no. A lot of us, we, we've struggled with even just being able to say no. And that's a king move is just be able to say no. It's a complete sentence. You don't justify. You don't explain. Just no. Why? No. Because I don't want it. No. And then the next thing is if people keep pushing, you push, you escalate. You know, so someone comes at you with a, a, an unacceptable demand, you make an unacceptable demand on them. That's reciprocity, you know. So, for instance, it's like, you know, uh, a clown. Let's say you're you're at a, you know, whatever your company is. You're having a little uh, a little organization meeting, and some clown comes and says, "Hey guys, you know, uh, I think we should have, uh, you know, pride pride celebration at our at our company or whatever." That's a demand. He's putting forward a demand. So, number one, no, no, you know, start no. And if there's outrage and if there's more push, it's like, okay, I demand that we take out, a, we do a, a, a Muslim appreciation month at the same time and we go to the 10th floor and we honor uh, the, the page on the Quran that says what to do with Pride Month. That's pushing back, right? It's ridiculous to, to people. Like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, that. it's like, good. Now we're reciprocating, right? Because that is just as ridiculous to me. And so if you're going to put something forward that's ridiculous, I'm going to put forward something that's ridiculous. And then maybe we'll meet at halfway, which is no. That's reciprocity. We've got to start understanding this mimetic tug of war, this pushing of the frame. You know, they make a demand and we just, oh, I'm not going to say anything. Just keep quiet. You know, and we can learn. We can learn how to play the game. You know, if you are in economy or government and, and you don't want to, uh, you know, draw too much um fire you can do it in a way that that fits the meme and you can be like hey guys you know i've just recently converted to islam and that's very offensive to me uh and you know and and we've got clients who are are islamic or constituents who are islamic and you know that's just very uh you know diversity is one of our biggest strengths and uh, this is just not gonna fly you know to to insult our guests like this, you know, there's ways for you to, to come in, you know, and, and use their own memetics against them to stay well within the frame. So crushing the clowns and then ruling the normies, you know, we've got to have this, this, we've got to let go of the libertarian live and let live, you know, so many leaders are afraid to make demands, right? We're afraid to make demands of other people. You know, and this even comes up for us with our marriages. Like a lot of good boy, Christian boys were like, oh, baby, uh, would you like to uh, do, would you want to? It's like, no, no, like we've got to unlearn that crap. And it's like, I want this. Let's do that. We are going to go do this. I'd like to do that. We've got to start making demands, making offers, making uh, direction, right? Not this little barter like, Oh, do you want to do it? And so we do that to the normies, right? We do that to our wives. We do that to the normies of like, oh, guys, you know, you'll be at a meeting and some guy will be like, oh, okay, guys, what are, what are your inputs? And we'll be like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. No, make input, make a, an offer or a demand or a set of frame, you know, or guys will be like, hey, you know, like, what do you think? 
And it's like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, what do you, you know, maybe do you want to try? It's like, no, no, I think we should do this. This is what we should do. People want direction, even leaders. You know, there's some book on like leading your leaders, you know, and it's even leaders are directionless. You know, you look at Jonathan and, and Saul. Jonathan just goes out and crashes and Saul's sitting back being a coward or whatever. And like many such cases, you know, and it's like you almost can force them to, to save face. You can push them in a direction, you know. So the whole thing of, of ruling the normies, we have to have this benevolent dictator, the benevolent king, you know, like with your family. Like, do you love your wife? Yes, you do. Do you love your children? Yes, you do. So of course you're going you're gonna to make demands that are in their interests. You know, when I was at Rugby Academy, man, I wish our coaches had been benevolent dictators, you know, because there'd be times where like, oh, guys, we're not going to, you know, you need to be at gym at eight o'clock or whatever. So like that was a demand, you know, so, okay, so we were in the gym at eight o'clock, but then Oaks would mess around and yeah, I mean, we gym and stuff, but like, man, what, we were all normies. We were a bunch of normies who like, yeah, we want to be a rugby player. Yeah, we want to be professional one day. Yeah, we'll, we'll mail it in. We'll be at the gym at eight o'clock, but, but you get tired and you, your energy drops and you're not a king yet because you're still young and, and little nice guys and all this stuff. Man, we needed a coach who was like, listen here, you little buggers. If you're going to be a bloody professional, we lift our energy and you freaking go till you bust. Let's go hard every day. You know, show up and do the work. And, and guys, we don't like it, but it's like, he's right. I'm going to do it. And that's the normies all around us. All of us have a vision of some sort of what we want to do with our lives. Or we have a vision, you know, every company, every institution, every church, every uh, bureaucracy, they all have a mission. Like, why is this group of people together? You know, so at the Rugby Academy, why are we here, chaps? It's freaking eight o'clock. Why are we here? Oh, you know, to work out. It's like, no, you little douche. We're here to become freaking professional rugby players. Get some desperation. Get some desire, get some hope, get some confidence, and then actually start working like you mean it. Like that's the direction we have to take with normies is, hey, if you're in my institution, here's the mission we're going at and we're going hard, you know, and, and, and we can do it in tactful ways, in wise ways. But there's, there's, this, there's this drive that's lacking in 80% of the people. 80% of the people are just going to cruise in the institution. They're just going to cruise with, uh, to the tune of whoever's wearing the crown, clown or king. And so we have to stop that libertarian crap and become patriarchs, become kings, which means start making demands, start pushing energy, start pushing vision, start crushing clowns. Krunot, welcome, brother. Referring uh, to the New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks, I didn't see your previous. Uh... Oh, you say, well, yeah, so I was talking about the, uh, the English boys in 2003, but the New Zealanders as well, same thing. They got, so in about, so New Zealand was, sucking you know they had terrible years all the way up until 2003 so in 2004 a new coach comes on board and he had this this policy where he was like no dicks <laughs> no dicks but what he meant by that is not like our oh, confident brash chad like we want that but he meant no dicks who are sucking the energy out of the team out no matter how good you are dicks out and and king time and man they just became yeah most successful team in the world high energy just freaking crushing the clowns. You know, they play rugby to crush. They don't just play to be like, oh yeah, we're just here to compete and have fun. It's like, no, we're here to crush. Exactly, exactly that. Alrighty. And so another thing here is, is understanding authority. 
Because once you understand what authority is, authority is instituted by God. You know, there's scales of authority. God is our is our biggest, our, our the, the, the highest authority. And he gives to us authority over earth, right? So that was Adam in the garden. It wasn't God's responsibility and authority to keep the garden. It was Adam's responsibility and authority. So Adam had authority and responsibility. He then obviously abdicates his authority to the woman, right? And then the woman abdicates to Satan. And so Jesus has to come back to reconcile us back into a place of authority by defeating Satan, defeating death, back into a place of authority again. All right, chaps, let's try this again. Adam 2.0, Genesis 2.0, Eden on earth 2.0. You've got authority again. Let's start being a patriarch. Let's start being a king. Let's start building order, Eden, onto clown world. And so we have to understand that authority. You know, what do I have authority over? That I have responsibility for. What so often happens is that clowns know we have authority. And so they either try and obfuscate and hide your, your understanding of authority, or they make you responsible for things you have no authority over. You know, so I'm not responsible for some other guy's family. I'm not responsible uh, for the government. I'm, I'm not, don't have a job there. I'm not responsible for some other guy's company. You know, I don't, I don't have ownership or shares there. But what the, the news does, what the, the, the media does, they're like, you are responsible for this population group, for their actions and results. You are responsible for this institution's uh, problems and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, crap, I'm responsible. Punish me. You know, because what happens when a man fails his, his responsibility He's stripped of authority. You know, you are demoted. And so we're like, yes, demote us. Oh, yes, demote us. Demote us in society. You know, punish us. And it's like, no, no, no. Not my, not my authority, not my responsibility. Not my monkey, not my zoo. Not my circus, not my clowns. And when you understand the scales of authority, when, when people try and push responsibility on you for things that are not your authority to change or direct, you know, to be... A, Ask this question when someone's trying to put responsibility, blame, punishment on you. Do I have authority to fix this problem? And if the answer is no, no apologies. I have nothing, I have nothing to do with this. You know, it's, you've got to get this understanding of scales of authority. But when you are an authority over something and something goes wrong, then it's like, yeah, I take responsibility. This was my fault. You know, that, that's, that's so many of us Christians like, oh, just praying for Jesus to come back just praying for the rapture and God's like, no, you have responsibility in your institutions. You know, cause you're like, Oh God, this city is so bad. This country is so bad. Hollywood is so bad. And it's like, okay, what about your house? You have responsibility of your house and your family. Are you pumping in Hollywood into your family? Are you pumping in clowns into your family? Are you pumping in clown world into your property? <laughs> yeah. Because no one will stop it for me. And it's like, yeah, you've abdicated your, what you do have authority over, you've abdicated your responsibility. And now you're appealing to some higher authority to come and take responsibility for your life. It's like, no, 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 chaps. We take responsibility for what we have authority over. And that's why we want to be in institutions. We want to be gaining honor in hierarchies so that we can start having authority to fix problems, authority to crush clowns who are creating problems, authority to rule normies who are making hell of their lives. We want that authority. We want to take it on. We want to be patriarchs. We want to uh, give our gift to institutions, give our gift to our normie people.
You know, we've got to have love for these normies. Compassion, love. And that means like, okay, my gift is to rule you. And, and, and oh, Scott, that's not Christian. That's not kind. I was like, sorry, buddy. The Bible would beg to differ. You know, the way God created men, it's like you can't lie about human nature. Normies want a king. They cry out for a king. And God's like, man, I'd prefer it if you didn't. I'd prefer it if you would just be a king yourself. Every man a king. And it's like, nope, 80% of people are going to be a bunch of normies who just want to be told what to do. And it's not for us to say that's good or bad. It is what it is. It is what it is. So we either use it or we allow the clowns to use it. Those are your two options. And then the next thing is understanding scale. You know, so a lot of us, we look at the Donald and we're like, man, like, you know, I don't have a billion dollars. I don't have some hotshot real estate business. I don't have some media house. I don't have political connections. I don't have, you know, all the things that, that these giga chads have in whatever your domain is, you know, whatever your, uh, your institutions are, you know, I don't have what the, the 10 or a thousand talent guy has. We have to understand scale. Your gift is not wasted just because it's not at the scale of some giga chad. Again, admire the giga chad and slowly start plotting towards him. We have to understand scale. You know, it doesn't, unless you start at zero, you can't just jump to a thousand. You have to start small. And it's the same thing with tribe, you know. We, we want the Amish social inheritance. Like we want the immediate village. We want the immediate social ties, the immediate intermarriage of, you know, knowing everybody and, oh, my cousin's married to their cousin and my brother-in-law. And, you know, it's like, we want that. That's Giga Chad, tribal Giga Chad. But we have to start where we are, which is baseline zero, which is, okay, I'm looking for three other dudes. We're going to form a fire team and we're going to do an institutional project together. And there's the start of your tribe. And only once you start, can you then start scaling, right? Understand your scale that you're at and be happy and look at Giga Chad and, and, and don't fold when you look at Giga Chad and be like, oh, it's no use. It's like, no, no, no. Give your gift where you're at. And then the next thing is building and fighting. So many guys just want to build and so many guys just want to fight. If you want to fight, all you're going to have is enemies. And if you just want to build, someone else is going to come and take what you built. You have to both build and fight, you know? So we're building towards our vision. And anytime a clown comes along, we fight the clown, we crush the clowns. So both building and fighting. So the thing with the guys who just want to fight, they have no vision for the future. These are often the guys who are like, I'm a trad, you know, and this is me again, chaps. This is my own desire. Like, oh yeah, I'm just a trad. I want to go back. I want to go back to the 1950s. I want to go back to 1900. And I just have a meme in my mind of what we're fighting to go back to. You know, I just want to fight the clowns and go back, go back, go back. And it's like, Okay, you can fight clowns until, until the clown bus drives home, but you're never going to go back because the back doesn't exist anymore. Going, the, 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 the past is gone. There is no past, right? It's gone. The future is coming. And this is why we build. We build. We build. So the guys who just build, they have a vision, but they're nice guys. They're just kind guys. So they'll build a wonderful institution. They'll build a wonderful tribe. You know, there's many churches I can think of, many businesses I can think of, uh, universities, schools I can think of. They built a wonderful thing. They were building for the future. They had an amazing vision. And within like 10 or 20 years, the clowns had subverted 
and now it's a leftist institution because they they weren't mean enough they weren't rough enough they weren't violent enough to crush the clowns when they came in you've got to both build and fight and the last thing here is hope and bravery right what do we expect from a leader you know and, and again you know we're all issues of scale issues of authority we're all going to have leaders and we're going to be leaders to guys the two main issues here are hope and bravery hope knowing like we have confidence in god we have a vision to go to so my hope is up my hope is that even in the prison even in the desert chaps this is where we're heading yes giga chat out there that's our our target that's where we're going hope right and then bravery actually do stuff actually do things actually crush clowns in your own sphere of of authority actually set boundaries actually be brave enough to make demands on normies you know so hope and bravery is what we want we don't just want a guy who's giving hope giving hope giving hope and then he folds you know in in actually doing stuff he folds in making demands he folds in boundary setting everyone's like ah that's disappointing like you know i, I think a great a great one here is is peterson right massive hope right everyone's like oh my gosh he's he's giving us a vision He's giving us hope, you know, and he's being brave. And it's like, okay, now let's actually go build something. And he folds, you know, or guys are like, all right, we're ready to roll and start doing stuff. You know, we've cleaned our rooms. Let's go clean our neighborhood and then fold. You know, it's like, ah, oh, that's disappointing, you know, and, and so it's both hope and bravery. And there's lots of guys who are brave, but their hope is off, right? Just the doomer, suicide, uh, killdozer, uh, unabomber. <laughs> Of like, they're brave enough to go and freaking do, uh, you know, show up at the Capitol, boogaloo. And it's like, you're brave, but my God, are you stupid? My God, are you wasting your future and your hope and the things you could be building? And and like, you know, if everyone followed you into into that, it's like, man, like, you know, we're wasting, we're wasting intense talent because their hope was off. You know, they had lost all hope. That's why. That's why Killdozer did that. He had lost all hope. And so he's like, I've got nothing left to live for. Suicide bulldozer. You know, same with Kaczynski. I'm like, all right, it's time. I don't mind if I spend the rest of my life in jail. That's a loss of hope. Hope and bravery. And then last thing, we'll end on this and go have a sweet weekend of brying and drinking the occasional lager. But really going hard on this thing of, of who is our tribe? So, so being local, having at the forefront of our mind, local, you know, we want to be involved, local church, local economy, local governance, local media, local events, local uh, school stuff. Local is amazing. So let's try and do as much as we can locally. Let's try and get as much as our needs met locally. If we can't do something or we can't meet a need locally, then we go to our diaspora, right? Our sweet online diaspora. Of, of guys that we know through through the internet who are adjacent, who are going in the same direction. We are a, a bigger diaspora of our tribe and we try and meet our needs through them. We try and do projects together, do things together through them. And only then, if you can't do it locally and you can't do it through your diaspora, then we go to clown world and we get our stuff that we need from normies or we, we do things with normies, you know? But that should be a last, last resort. You know, we need to start removing ourselves from meeting our needs through clown world, removing ourselves from uh, doing things with clown world that we could be doing locally or we could be doing 
through our diaspora. So praise God. Chaps, it's been uh, awesome having you on. I appreciate all you guys in the in the comments. Love you boys and uh, may the Lord bless you. Pray you have a great weekend with your families and your friends. See you on Monday.